0: IFM 101.9 MHz of Life. So uh, we wanted to also uh, continue this uh, conversation about this false moral equivalent. It's uh, not an easy one at all as we try and figure out the the power of the press, the negative power of the press, the power of social media as well, given the numbers that uh, that stand on the other side of this conflict. Dr. Galit Bensur, Department of Political Science at Ilan University, a very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Good morning, Howard. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: It's a great pleasure um, indeed. So, but it's a very, very difficult one because, <laughs> because we see this massive, massive attempt to create equivalence. And I mean, we see it even mm-hmm. this morning. I'm seeing uh, South Africa, very well known South African leaders saying Israel is now Bombing uh, Palestinian civilians uh, in Gaza but remained completely silent yesterday where pregnant women, amongst others, were mowed down in the streets of Jerusalem. Uh, completely silent. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, moral equivalence is only uh, utilized to somebody's benefit, I imagine.
1: Yeah, I, I think the media should make a clear distinction between, and I'm referring specifically to the Israeli hostages, because this is you are referring to the uh, honest reporting. Um, uh, I think that the media should make a clear distinction between Israeli hostages taken by the Hamas terror organization and the released Palestinian prisoners. And always avoid suggesting or implying any kind of symmetry or equivalence between the two categories. You expect the international news outlets and agencies covering the release of the Israeli hostages in exchange of the release of the Palestinian prisoners to be very careful and very accurate in selecting the right terminology. Mm. We have to remember that the Palestinian prisoners committed crimes. Although this group consists of minors and women, they were fully aware of their actions or crimes, and they chose to do that whether attempting to carry out deadly attacks or throwing stones and firebombs during uh, mm, confrontations mm. or arson or possession of explosives or inciting violence and call it for uh, uh, terrorist activities. Some of them are even members of terrorist groups, such as the Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. But then on the other hand, the Israeli hostages did not commit any crime. Their crime is that they are Israelis. We are talking about innocent people, women, children, elderly, toddlers, babies, who were brutally taken from their bed and kidnapped from their homes early morning of uh, um, October 7th. We have hostages who witnessed their family members, parents and brothers and sisters and grandparents, slaughtered in front of their eyes. Take, for example, the 4 years old Abigail uh, uh, Idan. She saw the Hamas terrorists murdering her parents before she was kidnapped. So we cannot talk about what was perceived, what was uh, 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 published or broadcasted as prisoners' exchange, since the two groups are totally different. The Israelis are hostages. They are not prisoners. You cannot use the same narrative for both groups. Um, you need to give the background right, to be accurate right. about the facts presented. There is a need to tell the audience why the Palestinian prisoners were in jail. There is some kind, as you said before, there is some kind of a moral misconception that the two groups are morally equivalent. And this is very disturbing and mm, problematic.
0: Mm, mm. Uh, but uh, it's, it's also very intentional. And,
1: okay. all right okay we can we can take it to there but but you have to think about the implications here mm, okay mm. you have to think about the implications on the international public who consume this news and the impact on public opinion because the international community does not have a first hand experience with the war They do not necessarily understand the complexity of this conflict. So they rely on the reality which is portrayed by the media. They see, for example, and I'm referring to Reuters, they Mm, see, for mm. example, teenagers and Mm. young women released from prison, showing the joy of their family covered in Hamas flag
0: in a split Mm. Right,
1: in a split screen with hostages reunited with their family. Mm. Now, think about the impact here. This might create sympathy and empathy for those prisoners who support terror organization. And we all know how images and rhetoric have an impact on public opinion and what framing is all about.
0: That's interesting, framing. I think that's a very, explain to me what framing is. To
1: Framing is when you you select a certain angle of the of the of the information and you focus on it. That's what we mean when we say framing.
0: So that's very interesting. Yeah. Because uh, we have a a very well-known figure, Advocate Tulima Donsela here in South Africa, who's been very, very well respected. Mm -hmm. And, and what I'm seeing with her uh, tweets is exactly that. So she's been silent for the last few days, but this morning tweets about Israel bombing civilians in gaza not mentioning what happened yesterday in jerusalem not mentioning anything else so from from that perspective it it's it's exactly that it's just framed israel is completely only the aggressor There, there's no other there's no other side to the story
1: right 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 and uh, um um when we talk about framing the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, we usually refer to the law and order, which is a frame promoted by Israel, and we have the injustice and defiance, which is promoted by the Palestinian. And, and when you when you look at certain uh, report, and there is a frame promoted there. Okay, for example, you you mentioned this woman, so, so you you understand that she she prefers to ignore okay or she highlights or make this aspect of the of the israeli bombing more salient okay and again think about the impact on the international community mm, mm. all right so, yes. so there is no reference that israel okay you know israel bombed but but that was in response of the, to the Hamas violating the terms after rocket fire at the Gaza border area okay mm, mm. Um, there's one thing that I would like to uh, uh, mention i want i want I want to uh, remind you that Hamas reporting is an organization that monitors the media for bias and inaccuracy against Israel, and it can be perceived as pro-Israeli. But we see that the points made by these organizations are important points to examine and to demand clear answers. And I want to take you back to the report which questioned the Gaza-based for the journalist's presence at the border with the Hamas terrorists during their infiltration early morning, okay, mm-hmm. documenting the early morning of October 7th, documenting the murder and the kidnapping of Israeli civilians and soldiers. These independent journalists were employed, and some are still employed, by the world's leading news agency, such as AP and Reuters. So we see how this organization call for our attention to certain aspects that we need to consider and sometimes re-examine.
0: Yeah, and 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 I think how complicit the media, the international media is, is a very, very real issue, especially because whenever we are told by the pro-Hamas groups that, look, another journalist was killed, but in the meantime, we don't really know the role that they were playing, or maybe we do, because where were the journalists as uh, same as where was UNRWA and where was uh, uh, the Red Cross, be- uh, knowing that uh, that uh, mm-hmm. Hamas was so active in all of these areas, how did the UN not know that there was a launch pad, a rocket launch pad, a few meters from their office? How how did they not see that? And if they did see that, why did they do nothing about it? Why did they not call it out? Why do do Doctors Mm -hmm. Without Borders, the Red Cross, not alert the world to what was going on at and underneath all of the hospitals? Uh, It's the same with journalists. If Mm -hmm. they were real journalists, well, then there was an amazingly interesting story for them to have told in Gaza for the last 15 years or, or more but those stories were never told so so it, it's very clear that these were not neutral parties in this conflict
1: that, You know I think that uh, the whole model of hiring freelance or what we call independent journalist or photojournalist mm. those are local local people from gaza they don't uh, uh, you know it's easier for news agency to hire them because You know, because of low cost, you know, they don't pay, you know, uh, there is medical insurance, there is safety, there's so many uh, factors that, you know, they don't have to deal with it if they hire those independent freelance or freelance journalists. And we end up having journalists who are local from Gaza, okay, that not necessarily are uh, familiar or absorb these journalistic standards and norms. And, 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 and it's a problem. Mm, and mm. we saw that in the earlier report of honest reporting.
0: Unfortunately, this is where we do have to leave it. absolutely fascinating conversation, uh, getting some of the sort of the technical detail around how these, uh, how this operates and why this is such a difficult, the media front and the social media front is such a difficult environment and unquestionably another front to this war. Dr. Galit Bensur, Department of Political Science at barilan University, thank you for joining us. Wishing you a great weekend and a Shabbat Shalom. It's 8.47.